Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Giant football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Thursday. Glad to have you with us this morning. I'm Susanna Collins alongside Nico Cantor. Lola Bonta back at the desk. We've got Jaleel Baba here as well. <laughs> Ali Trost Martin in for some headlines. Hey, guys, I like this desk today. This yeah. is fun. Yes. Got like two pros here. <laughs> two pros and another pro. Oh. Four. We got four pros. You didn't yes. say players. You know four what they pros. say. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> You made it, Mama. You made it. <laughs> She's here. We're doing something. All right. Should we get into yesterday's Champions League action? Match day five, a wrap. Um, here's a look at the results from Wednesday in Group A. Oh, my goodness. That was such a crazy one. Galatasaray taking on Manchester United. A 3-3 draw. We're going to dive into that one more in just a bit here. Bayern Munich and FC Copenhagen. A nil-nil draw. Arsenal absolutely rolled over Lens. 6-0, the final score there. And uh, how about Inter Milan fighting all the way back from a 3-0 deficit to earn the draw? All right, let's take a look at the Group A table right now. Bayern Munich sitting on top 13. Uh, Copenhagen and Galatasaray even on five points. And Manchester United on four. Yesterday's results made this very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's chat a little more on uh, what was a, a wild night in Istanbul. Galatasaray taking on Manchester United. It started very well for Manchester United. Uh, they go up to nil, but as it has been sort of a trend for them in Champions League, they coughed up the lead and a lot of goals were scored. Um, for you, Nico, what was your initial reaction to the, the start for Manchester United, but then the way they sort of regressed? I think it was very telling in Garnacho's premature celebration mm. where he quiets the crowd 11 minutes in that this team isn't in the right headspace. Uh, he has an explosive personality, and I like that about him. Look f- for the Argentine national team and for Manchester United. He's an, an important young kid up and coming, but it was premature nonetheless. Uh, United might have thought that they had it wrapped up at 2-0 and you can't make elementary mistakes like you made in this game throughout the Champions League really. Onana Onana was such a good goalkeeper at Inter. Mm-hmm. Matteo Bonetti said it himself. I don't remember a single howler. I saw his, his, his Twitter and, and it made me think, yeah, he didn't have a single howler in Inter. Mm. And now he's a howler 
machine with, with all due respect because he is a good goalkeeper. Not only there at Ajax as well, you can't be making those mistakes at Manchester United and those individual mistakes will cost you a Champions League spot. And we can talk about Galatasaray later that has a relentless spirit. It is absolutely extraordinary. But given all that has happened to Manchester United, they can still make the next round. They need to obviously beat um, Bayern Munich. And in the last match state, the game between Galatasaray and Copenhagen needs to be a draw. Mm -hmm. That game needs to be a draw. And Manchester United beating Bayern, United are through to the next round. Crazy. It is crazy. Uh, for nuts. me, with, with Manchester United, you just do not know what you're going to get. <laughs> and that is complete, the complete polar opposite of the Man U that we all knew as, as young kids mm -hmm. you know, under, under Sir Alex. It was very consistent, very much a team where if they went up, there was no way they were going to lose a game. If they were down two goals in stoppage time, they're going to find a way. To, to make it win. Mind make made win. of steel. 100%. But this is the complete opposite. You, you have a situation where oh, over the weekend, NEPL, they are amazing. You're like, okay, Man U is back on track. Then back into Champions League, and it's like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? And I, I've been in these situations as a player in terms of when the well just continues to break on you, when the first goal goes in, psychologically it seeps in through the team, and you almost know mm. you're gonna you're gonna drop points, and that's what Manchester United looks like. Whenever they're vulnerable in a game, it just looks like the well is gonna completely fall out from underneath them, and we've seen it time and time again in this Champions League run. Yes, especially for those first two goals, you see Man U's entire team, their heads just go down. Mm -hmm. At least this third goal is a banger. You're like, all right, that team deserved that goal. But the first two, when it's a mistake from your keeper, you lose everything. You're just exhausted at that point. You're like, what else can I do? Because Man U's goals were nice. Garnacho, Vernet, they were unreal but then you let a goal in like that and your team's head everybody's head goes down yeah I mean look at this they've uh, conceded the second most goals in Champions League this season just one behind Antwerp um, Peter Schmeichel spoke hmm. about uh, the errors made by Onana here's what he had to say after the match in these kind of games, Kate, you know, you got to step up and you just you just have to say it's too many mistakes in the Champions League. Um, a big part of why Manchester United are in that fourth position at the moment. Leaking far too many easy goals. Um, of course, you can take it one step back, up, you know, the free cakes. Were the necessary, you know, little mistakes here and there, um, not making you know, the runs that were supposed to be made or was made in the first part of the game, all of a sudden that stopped. There's so many things that you can do uh, where you think, well, this is where it happened. But of course, giving easy goals away, I mean, that, that's got to that's stop. And, and that's how you're not, you don't win games. I mean, you score three goals, Kate. How can you not win? You know, three goals against Bayern Munich, three goals against FC Copenhagen, two goals against Galatasaray, and three goals against... Um, and got a touch right today, and you have three points. And, and losing in leading positions, they coughed up two leads against Galatasaray, our Old Trafford, yes. and they coughed up twice leads here. Excuse me, the 2-0, right? Then it was 2-1, then it was 3-1. Mm -hmm. They were up twice yeah. by a two-goal deficit, and they couldn't get it done. So 
This is clearly a pattern, and we've seen uh, this before from Onana. At this point, like, I mean, do you, is his position in jeopardy? Do you start to think about making a change? I don't see how it's not, to, to be fair. I don't see how it's not. What I do respect from Ten Hag is the fact that he's continued to back him publicly. It's his I, goalkeeper. He was his goalkeeper at Ajax. You think even with these, these mistakes, his position is at risk I th- still? Yes. I yeah. think because there's so much public scrutiny, because it's, it's, it's just blatantly obvious that Onana single-handedly is, no pun intended, is causing them huge results. And, but what, let me digress. I do like the fact that Ten Hag is backing him publicly because that does mitigate some of the murky waters that a club has to deal with. Because if you have a situation where Ten Hag is coming out and he is throwing Onana under the bus publicly, Mm. then you have to deal with that as well. That's another situation. So it can just be about the decision. I don't know how much longer you can justify continuing to have Onana in there coughing up leads, coughing up games, and these are single-handed mistakes. It's, it is interesting. The hair, without a club, sipping tea somewhere. Ooh. Crazy. Looking at this, it's unbelievable. Ooh. Unbelievable. Um, well, on the, on the flip side, there was some, um, some pretty solid performances from goalkeepers, um, including Neuer for Bayern Munich, who were taking on Copenhagen. This one ended in a, uh, a nil-nil draw but he made a very, very good save here in the, late in the game. Mind you, Manuel Neuer has only come back from injury, an injury that has kept him out almost an entire year from football. And when you see these types of moments where he hasn't skipped a beat, <laughs> Growing up, I, I idolized. It was, it was Iker. For so long, it was Iker. And then when Neuer was putting on this place, he took goalkeeping to an entire different level, yeah. Manuel Neuer. And to see him back, and he signed a contract extension Sheesh. too. Um, it's incredible the longevity that, that Neuer has despite everything. And that's, that's a pretty big result for Copenhagen. Nonetheless, they didn't score on that. Play, They've been but kind of fun. They took points in Champions League. off of... Bayern? Yeah. At the Allianz? Yes. They had no team in 18 yeah. games. There was, Bayern had played 18 home games in which they had won. And it's I think they were saying, too, this is one of the, I think this might be the first game in almost 23 home, right, that they haven't scored themselves. So I have to admit, I got this one wrong yesterday where I called Bayern was going to score. It was meant to be. And What did I say yesterday? Wrong. I'm trying to, I think I said a, did I say a draw? I think I did say a draw, but I think I said a 1-1 draw. Mm. Still we'll draw. just say you said still the draw. Draw. Draw is yeah. a, a pretty big shout. Who would have thought? I feel, like you, I feel like I copied you. No, we copied each other on the Man U okay. one. But we were right. We were right on that one. We got that one right. <laughs> we did, and you did say, didn't you say you thought there was going to be a ton of goals? So many goals because both their defenses were in shambles. And See? there you go. There you go. Shows. <laughs> you know exactly what you're talking about. Um, let's take a look at the teams that have punched their ticket to... The round of 16, all of these teams will be moving on. Um, Arsenal uh, booked their ticket yesterday after that 6-0 win over Lons. We're going to talk more about that in just a bit here on the show. Um, any surprises for you, Nico, when you look at some of the teams that have, have qualified? No, I mean, Lazio, who hasn't really been at all that convincing, but everybody else are playing good football. 
Um, Dortmund, uh, maybe the most questionable mm -hmm. one, but they're a big team in Europe. They're going to get it done. There's only four places left in the round of 16. There's 12 teams qualified. <sighs> Everybody on this list is deserving of that of that spot into the next round. Yeah, match day six is going to be spicy. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break, but Ali Trost Martin is going to be back with some headlines when we return. Stick around, we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome back to Morning Footy, a big night in Brazil, Nico. Take us through some of these highlights. Palmeiras is in checkmate because they got a lot of results to fall. Atlético Mineiro beats Flamengo in the Maracanã. This is a massive result because Flamengo was picking up a lot of steam and they lose 3-0 at home. Palmeiras nonetheless gets it done against an already relegated America Mineiro. The Enrique show keeps on going on. Here he is off his left, top of the box, smacks that one into the back of the net. And it's not only this result, the other team that was threatening Palmeiras title hopes was Botafogo. Mm. That is on an absolute free fall. So this game was earlier. Palmeiras had already the results. Oh, mm. check out that This is the storyline of the night. Look at the time. <gasps> An incredibly soft penalty no. kick, in my opinion. Chiquinho Suarez goes up to take this. <gasps> Botafogo hadn't won a game in eight straight. <laughs> Their manager, wow. Thiago Nunes, praying, <gasps> and Chiquinho gets it. Look at the time. It was 6.32 added on. Moments later, what? Not even two minutes later, Cody Chiba. Cody Chiba, already relegated Cody Chiba, gets it back. Had Botafogo won that game and snapped that downward spiral, that's losing streak that they're on, um, they would have had a chance at the title still because Flamengo had lost. But wow. it's Palmeiras with a big margin over Botafogo. And if Palmeiras wins this weekend against Fluminense on Sunday, a game that you can watch on Paramount Plus, Palmeiras is champion of the Brasileiro. Wow. Two match wild. days left. And you said this is the, the tightest it's ever been it's at this point in the season. arguably one of the most exciting finishes to a Brasileiro in recent history. With two match days remaining, the fact that it's, it's this close, I really, Botafogo should have won that game to mm -hmm. take it to the final match day. It's brutal. 
And the tiebreaker, you see, oh, no way, they can catch up. The, the tiebreaker is victories. After points, it's whoever has the most wins, and there's no way that mm. if it ends in a tie somehow, Palmeiras will still have more victories over Botafogo. And uh, so Botafogo winning, excuse me, Palmeiras winning against Fluminense on Sunday, it's a big one. Botafogo led for 30 match days. They were top of the table for 30 matches. They had a 12-point lead, and they squandered it. This is a John Texter, American owner, uh, owns this team. Remember that perfusive rant? Yes. After the game? Yeah, Remember yeah, who that yeah. was against for Botafogo? They lost to Palmeiras. Oh, my gosh. So many narratives. That is exciting. Thanks, Nico. I, I you got me always made. I can't believe it. <laughs> And you can watch all these matches on Paramount Plus, uh, which is uh, even more exciting. I know. Allie's like, what are these games going on? Big Brazil fan. That was the best advertisement for a match on Paramount Plus I've heard. Pretty much ever. Oh. You should see me talk about the Argentine League. Oh, I have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, headlines? Do headlines? Let's yeah, do it. Let's do some headlines. All right. the, uh, the new FIFA rankings are out, and the U.S. men's national team has slipped down a spot to 12th overall after splitting their November CONCACAF Nations League matches with Trinidad and Tobago. Argentina remains the top-ranked team in the world, while struggling Brazil has slipped down to fifth place. Uruguay handed Argentina their first loss since the World Cup, earning themselves a move up to 11th. Mexico fell to 14th. In other international news, the organization that sets the rules for professional soccer has approved a trial for the temporary ejection of players. The International Football Association Board has announced plans to experiment with sin bins. Much like penalty boxes in (laughs) hockey, the proposed soccer sin bin would allow referees to temporarily punish players who commit fouls that are worse than yellow card worthy and not quite red card worthy. A uh, orange card, if you will. Nico does not like that. Uh, meanwhile, in Europa League injury news, Brighton manager Roberto De Zerbi confirmed this morning that forward Ansu Fati and defender Tariq Limpti will both miss a significant amount of time due to injury. Both players suffered injuries in the first half of Brighton's 3-2 win at Nottingham Forest on Saturday. Brighton is already missing injured standouts Kadoru Mitoma, Danny Welbeck, Sally March, and Julio Inciso. They face AEK Athens in Europa League later on today. And over in France, Lyon is stuck in last place in Ligue and their latest loss has served as the last straw for manager Fabio Grasso. The Italian World Cup hero has been fired less than three months after being hired to replace Laurent Blanc. Grasso was left bloodied when Lyon's team bus was attacked on its way to the Lyon-Marseille derby. The incident was one of several low points during Grasso's time in charge. He managed just one win in his seven matches as Lyon manager. And in Major League Soccer news, newly crowned MLS Defender of the Year Matt Miazga has been suspended for the rest of the playoffs for, quote, his misconduct following FC Cincinnati's match against the New York Red Bulls on November 4th. Miazga reportedly entered the match official's locker room after FC Cincinnati's playoff win over the New York Red Bulls in response to receiving two yellow cards, which assured him a one-match suspension. Miazga was suspended for three matches, issued a fine, and he must undergo a behavioral assessment through the league's substance abuse and behavioral health program. Whew, Jaleel, a three-match playoff suspension might seem harsh to some people, but the match officials' locker room is an absolute no-go zone for players, as we know. 
Does the punishment fit the crime, in your opinion, and the timeline in which this all took in order to get this news as FC Cincinnati now gear up for their conference final? The first thing I'll say is I think the, um, the time in which it took to deliver the decision is a little bit too long, in my opinion. I think that part of it is a little unfair to Cincinnati because they're, they're trying to prepare for, for their most important match in club history, and they're finding out this news in the middle of the week. They should have at least had the whole week, at least in my opinion. By Monday, they should have had the decision so then you can go into your prep knowing that you're MLS Defender of the Year. We had Pat Noonan on yesterday. He, he didn't, didn't know. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's an unfair position to put any organization in. Also, speaking of unfair positions that you put an organization in, Matt Miazga knows that this is something that you can't do. Every single player understands, look, you cannot go into the locker room of the, of the referees. So for people who don't really know or understand, when you go into the tunnel, mm-hmm. the referees, they have their own locker room. Most of the time, you don't even know where it is. So, so you have to, you have, been to be, you have to be very, very determined mm-hmm. to get to where the referees are. To, the door is going to be closed. Mm-hmm. You have to open the door, go in, then there's a reported altercation. So that's just a situation where I, that's, that's an that's a absolute no-go. Ali's asking, does the, does the crime fit the punishment? In my opinion, yes. Yeah, Three games is... is is enough. I, I do want to point out that Pat Noonan was uh, asked about this yesterday and said that there's context that perhaps is missing uh, from this story. And it from whose perspective? From from the players and and from Matt Miazga's perspective. Okay. It was it. I think there's a perception and Pat Noonan. This is from him, not me. But apparently, this wasn't immediately after the game. It wasn't like he charged in there in his right. uniform right after the game. It was after they had showered, they had dressed. Um, it was maybe an hour or so after the game that he went into Want to have the a room. conversation. Wanted maybe. to have a conversation. And that's what how Pat Noonan has sort of portrayed the, the situation unfolding. Now, should he have known better that, to your point, Jaleel, that is that is a territory that you just you don't you don't cross that line. You know, he well, should have he should have it, known better. But there is I, what actually went down and what actually transpired within that conversation and how it was approached. I think that there's there's two different sort of sides to the story. You know where, where Matt Miazga, I think, feels hard done by? Because it all began with a warm gesture mm-hmm. to the fans. He hits his winning penalty kick, right? And he goes like this to the fans saying... I love you guys, right? To, to the New York Red Bulls fan because of his past in, with, with New York Red Bulls. So he gets a yellow because of that. The referee mm-hmm. obviously imagined that he was instigating, maybe not understanding the past between Matt Miazga and, and, and the Red Bulls fans. And, and he was like, I was trying to be nice and I got a yellow and because of that, I can't play in the next mm-hmm. game. Remember, because he gets that yellow, he was suspended yeah, for the it's, next it's game against, against game. Philly, right? Yeah. Um, and, and maybe in a heated discussion is where Matt Miazga with having the referees at Red Bull that the referees locker room is close to the away dressing yeah, room. Yeah, it's just, it's just literally right it, across. Yeah. And it, it, could be, it could be a situation. No, nobody knows really except for probably Matt Miazga and the referees. But to enter the referees locker room, unless they're literally, the door's open, they're like, come in, mm-hmm. or you knock, and they're like, yeah, come in, let's chat. There's no other scenario where where that is something that you can do. There's yeah. just no other scenario. 
and flip it the other way around. What if you yelled at the ref in the game or something and the ref approaches your locker room? Will you be okay with that? No, for me, do not come to our locker room at all. This is for the players yeah. only and mm-hmm. staff. Do not come that way. And n- never ever in a game have I ever been like, I need to have a conversation with the ref. No, I. sometimes if I don't agree with them, I don't even shake their hand after. I'm like, it's better we're apart than together right mm-hmm. now. I'll see you at the next mm. game. And that's, as a player, that blows my mind that that would even be a thought to go to the locker room. Yeah, it's a very healthy approach, though. Yeah. Nice. You should tell that to the therapy. A lot of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) You should tell that to the owner of PSG, (laughs) who loves storming referee locker rooms. Good one. Hmm. Um, All right, guys, we're going to take another break. We are diving further into yesterday's Champions League results on the other side. Stay with us. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Arsenal have been ruthless in front of goal, but Arsenal have won it with a romp in the end, scoring six times, six different goal scorers. Oh, and that was late. A second yellow card. And that does change things. Oh, good try, wonderful goal! PSV are right back in it, and PSV have done it again! And it is all square, and that's a good ball in as well, and it's a winning goal! Ricardo Pepe from 2-0 down, PSV have snatched it in stoppage time! Bruno Fernandes, why not? Fernandes thunders Manchester United into a two-goal lead. It's the Esch from towards goal again and another has spilled another. It is another calamity for the Manchester United goalkeeper. And that might be enough of the Champions League for Manchester United. He's done it again. What an incredible arrival at this famous football club. Nico Paz. Oh, he scored. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at Wednesday's Champions League results. We hit on Group A earlier in the show. In Group B, PSV and Arsenal both moving on. PSV beat Sevilla 3-2. Arsenal roll over Lens 6-0. In Group C, Real Madrid get the 4-2 win over Napoli. And Inter Milan stage one hell of a comeback. Uh, They were down 3-0 in that game. They earn the draw. So let's take a look at the Group B table as it is right now. As I mentioned, Arsenal and PSV both moving on to the round of 16 after those results. Let's chat Arsenal, shall we? 
Six nil, and the, the goals. Sheesh. The goals were fast and furious in this game. I was like, are they going to stop scoring? They could score like 17 goals in this game. It was wild. It was absolutely wild. But Jaleel, for a team that hasn't been competing in Champions League for a while, I think it was, was it 2014, 2015, the last time they were in this competition, how impressed have you been with their level of play? It's been amazing. It's been amazing. Amazing, and it's been backed up by their league play as well. Their form in both Champions League and in in the EPL being top of the EPL table and solidifying their their round into 16 match qualification. What a week for Arsenal! Oof. And to be able to not only get so many players on the score sheet, you also have the ability to rest certain players as well. The second match or the the last match in group is is a foregone conclusion. They're already good to go, and with such a jam-packed schedule, it's extremely difficult mm-hmm. to be able to get some of your top-end players the rest that they need. This is huge for for Michael Arteta and and the rest of the club. I, I'm really really excited about what Arsenal can continue to do in Champions League and EPL as well. Mm-hmm. Do you? We had a conversation the other day about sort of who we thought were some of the favorites in in Champions League, and obviously yeah. there's the cities, there's the the Bayern Munichs. Based on uh, level of play that we have seen from Arsenal, low, would you say that they are a legitimate contender, perhaps a, a favorite in this competition? I think every Arsenal fan after the game yesterday believes that now. And <laughs> as the He's not an Arsenal fan. Not an Ar- he does not have a team. Do not claim anybody, but if you're an Ars- Arsenal fan right now, you watched that game and you said, we're winning it, for sure. How many different goal scorers? I think there were six different six. ones. I was like, yep. they doubled the lead, tripled, quadrupled, and I didn't know the words after that when you get five times six times if you're a player you want to be on that field your whole team is doing so well you think you're going to score and right now they they just feel it you could see it out there they were enjoying it it was beautiful and for me they could possibly win it now I do want to mention though (laughs) let's go Nico let's go 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 bro don't hold back go go bro lawns were god awful Lons were not at a Champions League standard yesterday. Like, not it even too, close. It was too easy for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. That's why we said when the draw happens, Champions League starts the round 16. Yeah. This is not Champions League. With all due respect, Lons, Lons didn't show up to play yesterday. They, they were defenders crashing into each other. On the turn, Martinelli turned Shemislav Frankowski inside out with the finish. Um... Mind you, Lons does have a shot at the Europa League still. Sevilla has a shot at the Europa League still in this group. Where I expected Arsenal to take care of businesses, I feel like we get too hot in the moment. Mm-hmm. Arsenal, I agree with Arsenal that. who's been to the Champions down. League <laughs> final before, we expect them to get to the group, <laughs> yeah, right? At I, the beginning. And, and I'm then not an, even an Arsenal and, fan, And, and a perfect PSV. Let's talk about Arsenal. This is why the Champions League is so beautiful. They can get drawn against a... Well, not in this round. Again, just like we were talking about yesterday, it's difficult to say who's going to win the Champions League, but you never know who they're going to get in the round of 16. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there, it's, it's a crapshoot because there you got the best 16 teams in Europe. So uh, we'll see. I expected this from, from Arsenal. I almost expected this from, from PSV, who is perfect in the DVC. Perfect. Okay, so let's get into that result. Uh, PSV 3-2 over Sevilla, and it was Ricardo Pepe. Who else? Who else? Who else? Scoring the game winner in wow. stoppage time. Cra, cra, cra. 
Oh, what? <laughs> for the American striker. I mean, this is stuff that you love to see. He now has five goals across all competitions. Um, and Ivis Scalarstep, one of our producers, pointed out yesterday in the group chat, Valerian Balligan only has four. So, hmm. hmm. Well, that's interesting. The plot is thick. Are you, try, are you trying to Don King this whole thing, Sue? Stir it up. <laughs> Stir it up a little. Why not? Why not? No, but what a, what a moment. What a moment for Ricardo Pepe. I mean, this you can't scoring a, a stoppage time game winner in Champions League. <clears throat> and not matter? only that, that, that helped PSV qualify into the next round, right? Because the fact that they get that win after they were down 2-0 to Sevilla, who mm-hmm. are just, oh my God, former Inter-Miami manager Diego Alonso is really on the hot seat and he just got hired. Um, to score such an important goal to help your team qualify. Look at how... Pepe, his up and downs for Ricardo Pepe in his career, his his shot to U.S. MNT stardom against Honduras in the World Cup qualifiers when the U.S. was desperately looking for nine. And then his premature transfer to Augsburg. Not too sure if that was the right choice Mm -hmm. because he was chasing most of the time, didn't get the opportunity. So how does he reinvent himself? Excuse me. Goes to Groningen. Scores a lot of goals in the Eredivisie. Gets a suitor like PSV to say, hmm, there's something here. And the fact that he's scoring in the Champions League sets a lot. I love, I love his professionalism. It, this is so difficult to do from a mental standpoint, to, to consistently you know, have to prove yourself time and time again, coming in off the bench and scoring goals at the rate that he's doing for both club and country. This is a mental thing, and I love it. Because when he... Does what he does with PSV, does what he does with the national team. In the moment they put a camera in his face, he says, look, this is my job. This is my role right now. I'm focused on what Mm -hmm. I need to do for the team, focused on what I need to do for my country. I'm learning from all the players around me. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a subtle confidence. He's not arrogant, but what he's saying without saying it, is, yo, if you guys keep giving me these opportunities, yep. I'm going to keep killing yes. them, and I'm going to make it a situation where you have to start me. But he lets his game speak. That's what I love. A hundred percent, I agree with everything about that, especially that he came on, what, five minutes before that goal? I don't know how many touches he had before that, but he finishes it, and exactly that, he's like, you saw the game without saying it, right? <laughs> yeah. You saw that. You see what I do. And that's what I loved. He said, I'm playing the role immediately as a teammate. You're like, this guy is it. Mm. He deserves it. Th- your teammates start fighting for you to get in that lineup. And when you gain that respect, the world is your oyster. Yeah. And PSV play Feyenoord at the weekend. It's, it's a big one. I would imagine, again, Luke de Jong. Gets the start because of his experience in such a big game against Feyenoord. But we have the opportunity of seeing two CONCACAF 9s in that game. Ricardo Pepe against Santi Jimenez, who scored an own goal against Atletico Madrid a couple days ago, which was the demise of Feyenoord in the Champions League. So he's going to want his redemption. What about Um, Des' performance? Getting getting an assist despite everything that's been going on. You know, it's a big big assist as well. Big day for the Americans in Champions League. Let's go. First time Americans get two Americans get a that goal. record a goal and an assist mm-hmm. in the same Champions League game. Wow. 
Look at that. We're making it, baby. We're on the other go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, all right, quickly, um, a big day for Real Madrid. They beat Napoli 4-2, and Jude Bellingham uh, just continues to do ridiculous things. A goal and an, a beautiful assist on that Jose Luglo goal. Um, we have run out of superlatives low on how to describe this kid. Nico is, has kind of exhausted his, <laughs> his library. How do, what, what are your thoughts when you're watching a star emerge in the way that Jude Bellingham has just burst onto the Real Madrid scene? That he's a star boy for sure. And what did I say yesterday? It's not if he scores, it's when. And he came out with that. Would you consider that a diving header? I think that's a diving header. Going over your head, diving header to the upper V. What a goal. Like, the things, the way he continues to score is so impressive. I need I need him to come up with a signature goal celebration because I will do it. Uh -huh. I am such a fan of this I mean, at this, this point, kid. it's that. I'll it's the it. Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Belligo, is that it? Belligo, yeah. <laughs> My arms aren't that big, so it doesn't seem as cool for me. <laughs> I love it from um, him. He's a star. 19-year-old Nico Bas scored a the winner essentially in this game. The 3-2 was was his young Argentine oh, uh, in his, it's his keeper, first though. senior goal for sure. It's the keeper's fault 100%. Don't want to don't don't want to take away the the goal from the from the from the young Argentine that has a lot of potential. Um, he was so happy but too. The point so of that because of that goal, the fact that Real Madrid was able to win against Napoli, that kept Braga in contention. Braga was eliminated from the Champions League, and they couldn't get it done. They, they were playing a man down most of the game against Union, Union. Berlin. They, they got the draw, but the, the draw really wasn't good enough. They, they needed to win, but Real Madrid did a, a massive favor. And now Napoli, who we say, okay, Na Napoli's going to get through this group. Napoli's got to get stuff done on match day six. They play Braga. So... Yeah. It's all happening. Um, okay, let's quickly take a look at the standings in Group D, where uh, Inter Milan came down from a 3-0 deficit to earn the draw. And then Real Sociedad and SC Salzburg, uh, that was also a draw scoreless in that one. And here's a look at that table um, before we head to break. We are going to take a quick timeout, um, but we catch up with Emmanuel Sabi, who features for Le Havre in Ligue 1. That's coming up after the break. Stay with us, everyone.